0: The Colorado Sports Guys podcast is brought to you by the Denver Chop House, located in the heart of Lower Downtown at 19th and Wine Coop, a great spot to enjoy a steak or a burger or have a few from their selection of house-brewed beers. Watch a Nuggets or Avs game in their welcoming dining room or belly up to the bar. Either way, throw on your hometown gear and head to the Denver Chop House, a proud sponsor of the Colorado Sports Guys podcast. They love Nuggets, Avalanche, and Broncos fans. We love them, they love us, and we love you. Enjoy the show.
1: From CSG Studios, high above the streets of beautiful Denver, Colorado, you're listening to the Colorado Sports Guys. They talk about sports and stuff. And now your hosts, Jeff Morton, Ross Martin, and Nate Timmons. Hey, what's up everybody out there on the interwebs? We're back in the Palatial Studios. The Three Amigos, right again, ladies and gentlemen.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while.
1: Yes, of course, I'm <coughs> Nate Timmons. With me, as always, Ross, hipsters, glasses, business, business, Martin.
2: Howdy, folks. Welcome to the Colorado Sports
0: Gas Podcast, where the West lives.
1: Yeehaw.
3: Yeehaw. <laughs> that intro was golden. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey,
2: the- I the- see what you did there. <laughs>
1: we got the king of Thornton, Jeff Morton, in the house.
2: Well, what's up, everyone? And uh, you just heard a voice here, but, uh, Nate, how about we introduce our guest?
1: And our guest, the very diverse Mario Vantanzi. From the Sports Pyramid Radio Show that appears on Mile High Sports Radio Saturdays from 2 to 4 with host Andre Davis, NFL veteran, retired NFL veteran, Andre Davis. Yeah,
3: 10 years in the league.
1: Yeah, and he also, Mario also does the Secondary Perspective Show on VoiceAmerica.com with Nick Ferguson, former Broncos safety. I don't know how you got hooked in with all these Broncos, but it's working out for you.
3: Uh, I could tell you, but then I'd have to kill you. It's one of those kind of things, mafia. You know,
0: I know, but I'm still
1: alive. So since no one's heard of (laughs) VoiceAmerica.com for
3: now, (laughs) now. (laughs) and and if you have, then wow, it It sounds you clearly have a lot of time on your hands. (laughs) They can
1: find that show on your website, theSportsPyramid.com.
3: That would be a great place to go. But if you so choose, you know, to be slumming around VoiceAmerica.com, you can listen to it live Thursdays 11 a.m. Mountain Time. Or twelve o'clock if it's the time zone to the right, or you know how that all works. Yeah. Or if you don't want to, you know, listen live, which is fine. People are busy. If you get some free time, the dot com is where you can find it. Well
2: I, I will I I have guested on the Sports Pyramid and as I, I believe uh, you have, Nate.
1: Yeah, down at Carmen Leonardo's.
2: At Carmen Leonardos, and still I, I will...
3: waiting on still waiting <laughs> on Ross to give me a call back, Bye. Someday Just, uh,
2: someday. We'll someday. See. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Russ,
3: if, if this goes well today, this is like my this was my callback and it, it <laughs> took about seven months for me to get a call back. But you know what? It's it's a process. <laughs> it took a while
2: for us to have Ross guest on, on you know the Colorado Sports guys. So Ross know. is a hard guy good point. Guy.
1: Ross is very <laughs> technological sound, but very hard to get a hold of him on technology. You can't text him, you can't call him.
0: I don't email him. There's better ways. Just share. Share over the bat signal. That's how I
1: roll. I just try to do the pop-in sometimes. And, you're well, and as <laughs> you know, I used
3: to post my podcast via Carrier Pigeon, so we could always That's use Right, stuff. with the cassette tape. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get back to that. <laughs> and if you so- Which has been updated now, so... Not living in the in the dark ages anymore. You're killing it, Mario. I'm in the Mesozoic, I guess. Meso- be now. Mesozoic. Yeah. So we're we're bump. We're moving on. Up. I'm gonna look that up later. Yeah. Mesozoic. <laughs> yeah, he looked up two things I said last week. I, I, I did, did. <laughs> yeah. And I'll
0: tweet those. I'll tweet the definitions out later. <laughs> That's my you, thing you, that I do. I don't Just know to guys. avoid any confusion.
1: <laughs> yeah. Did you guys see that uh, over the weekend? The Broncos actually advanced to the Super Bowl. Did you hear this news? Oh, <laughs> that is good news. Did they play? They did, they played, they won, they beat the, uh, who'd they beat, the Chiefs Chargers, somebody, I don't know.
0: I drank so much during that whole day that when I woke up the next morning, I wondered if it was a dream. I I and was wondering it, if you were
2: drinking because it, you did not re- you spawned, responded to nary a text I sent you.
0: No, I did not respond to the text. I, I kind of wanted to nip that whole activity in the bud, you know, <laughs> just going to be like, all right, let's stop No, No, actually, I was out of cell range during that whole day, I was in the mountains. Uh, at the parents' house watching the ah. big family party. It was a great, great, great day. Then I finished the night in lower downtown Denver. Oh, um, really?
1: That's yeah. a weird misstep for you.
0: I made it down there. I was nervous about being a victim of the knockout game the entire night, and alas I made it home safe. Nice. And I was not knocked out.
1: Kind of so wish I could be a really... part of that game sometime.
0: <laughs> yeah. I would I always like to be like playing it but not a victim of. Yeah. You know
3: what I'm saying?
1: That'd be the best part. Yeah. So you're saying
2: you didn't want to be
3: knocked out? I did not want to be knocked out. Sounds like something I'd rather be a spectator for. That's right. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Hey, that
2: guy just
3: got knocked out. I
1: went down to the uh, Castle Rock outlets today, and I was also at Dick's Sporting Goods in Park Meadows looking for a new pair of workout shoes, but ran across all this Broncos stuff, like AFC Champs. There's actually a cool shirt out that has a helmet from like face on, and half of it's Seahawks, the other half's Broncos. It's kind of a cool shirt. It's not bad, but. Stores are filled with Broncos stuff. Super Bowl fever is going to be sweeping across. Did you Colorado. find
2: any Broncos workout shoes?
1: No, Mario actually has a I'm
2: wearing out. something. And you know what?
3: I'll take a picture of these maybe now and tweet it out. There yeah. you go. Mm. Man, you're welcome, world. So, so, so those
0: listening can scroll back at Mario's timeline, <laughs> 12 to 14 hours, <laughs> <laughs> maybe more. And those are his shoes. They are nice-looking shoes. Every
3: time somebody retweets it, I will retweet that retweet. <laughs> I will JaVale McGee the hell out of that tweet.
1: <laughs> you just have to go to his recent photos, and you'll see it right there. Yeah, yeah.
2: It I know I know how Twitter works. Time
1: saver. <laughs> I know. Time saver. <laughs> Ross, still, Ross still
2: sends me, you know, handwritten letters. So
1: That's right. Yeah, he does do that from time to time. You guys want to do some headlines? Let's get into headlines. Break into some headlines? I got a
0: great segue one here. On, uh, just to kind of pile on, Nate, your uh, experience today from the Denver Post on uh, January 21st, 2014 by Steve Rabe. Rabe. Perhaps Rob. Perhaps Raby. He has rabies. Um, here's the headline. This one. Whew. This one. I can't believe they figured out to do a headline this clever, this fast. Like They must have thought of this last year. It's that good. Like a Peyton Manning audible. Denver Broncos gear sells swiftly.
2: Wow! Oh. That gave me chills. Whoa! That's like a, a Peyton...
0: Was, I mean, Mario clearly saw what they did there. That was, that the, was the, a the, good that's one. That's the worst headline ever. <laughs> oh, really? You you just wait. <laughs>
2: you You've just wait. For
1: uh, us,
0: Yeah, so apparently <laughs> Nate Timmons is not the only one who's buying up Denver Bronco gear, or at least uh, observing think, it.
1: Do you think Broncos gear is selling as good as the marijuana is here? No. Oh.
0: <laughs> Definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> That, that was a that pretty was, unanimous, yeah, I was say that's synchronized empathic. no. You know, I, I drive by a dispensary down the street here that is selling the recreational weed. and You just drive by it? I will, yeah, well, I just drive by, and I'm like, today's the day I'm going to go in. <laughs> today's the day I'm going to do this. Um, but uh, actually, I've been, not been smoking weed because I've been looking for a job. Now I found a job, so now I can start smoking weed. <laughs>
1: It's worked out pretty well. Yeah. I was worried yeah. when you get to smoke weed again, so that that's a load off my mind.
3: <laughs>
0: um, but they, you know, I see a lot of Broncos uh, orange in that line. I mean, the line goes down the block half the way down the block. It's pretty
2: much insane. I was so, uh, before the game on on Sunday. I was uh, out uh, buying doing some my, reefer. Yeah, you no, know, I was out <laughs> taking a walk and. Uh, in the park I was at, everyone was wearing a Broncos shirt. Like, literally, everyone in the, in the park was wearing a love the weed.
1: And I kind of missed that, although I, I was out of town for the game, but I, I did see I was in Phoenix, and there was there's a ton of people from Colorado, or at least bandwagon fans. Maybe the Broncos country spreads to Phoenix, because there's a lot of Broncos stuff down there.
0: You know, I, I want to address this. I'm glad you brought this up, because there's a lot been a lot of talk about bandwagon fans. And you also used the term broncos country now i've seen a lot uh, you know not just recently but especially a lot recently is this debate about bandwagon fans are only going to use the term bronco nation real fans use the term bronco country and uh, there's like have you guys seen this debate about this very mm-hmm. very stupid topic i have i, I have I, now <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm kind of like of the opinion and I've seen a lot of people claiming that there's a lot of Seattle Seahawks bandwagon fans right. is there anything wrong with bandwagon fans no. in general
1: sometimes well,
0: I don't think there's a problem with it I mean if you get somebody on the bandwagon, that just means you get more fans rooting for your team. That's good. Yeah, that's like always good. why does why that point happen when a team gets good? All of a sudden, the fans of the it's kind of like Avalanche fans are even when they're bad. When team when players want to or when fans want to pay attention, they're like, oh, you're just a, you, you know, I've been you, you like you have to be a fan of a team ten years. Before you ever proclaim that you're a fan of that team, well,
1: even like uh, even small bands, right? That's the big thing with bands. When like a band like Three Eleven used to be a little garage band, and then they blow up, and people where are they like, from? Ah, Nebraska, Omaha, oh, oh. Uh-huh. Omaha. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, you, you, know, I, you know,
2: I I think I think uh, bandwagon and fans and stuff like that are kind of like you know when you roll up into the club. And you want to like <laughs> yeah, make it, I know exactly what it's like like to it, when you want to, you want to make yeah. Your, yeah, I know what got you want to make your, your <laughs> click seem a little bigger so you got all those people you don't necessarily like but you know like you a lot. There's about three or four of them at the back that's bandwagon fans Rolling with They're the bandwagon. Hmm.
4: Here's, here's my other interesting
1: analogy'll look that up later. Broncos country versus Broncos Nation, you're never supposed to give yourself a nickname, right? You're supposed to earn a nickname. The Broncos campaigned for Bronco Country, so they gave themselves that nickname. Oh, they did! They started using it. Yeah, oh, it they was, did. It used to be on buses, and they handed out little stickers. Like I don't know how many years ago, but it was like they gave themselves that term. So if well, people are really trying to identify nation, fans. Get out of here!
0: Yeah, well, country and nation are almost synonymous, and I have heard Shannon Sharp a time or two use the term Bronco Nation. Bronco Nation. Bronco Nation. So,
1: uh, hey, I can't argue with it. I'm good either way. Shannon Sharp says it. It's it's gospel. That's right. His
3: word is oak. That's yes. right.
1: Did you guys see Shannon Sharp tweeting out the pictures of his dogs in the little Shannon <laughs> <Yep>. Sharp jerseys? <laughs> no. Oh, that was good. Right? No, and Before he also, the after
2: the game, he tweeted out about the, the, the Patriots thing again, the uh, Send, the, send in the national where We just
3: killed. Oh, Patriots. he did say that. Did Good. you see how uncomfortable he made James Brown? It was right after the Broncos Patriots game, and he's got the Broncos gloves and helmet on, and James kind of, you know, <laughs> shifts in his chair. He's like, "Welcome back to the unbiased post game show." <laughs> he had, he couldn't handle it. He had no idea how to react. Yeah. What do you guys
1: think about that? I think former players have every right to be.
3: Completely it's it's not. It's, yeah, it's not a mystery that Shannon. I mean, he's in the Hall of Fame as a Bronco player. Who cares? He made his career there. He's a Hall of Fame tight end through the Denver Broncos. You have every right to root for the team that you played for.
1: See, and there's the kind of thing that we've kind of been seeing with like bloggers now and stuff. Is you have like a blogger that will write for like three or four different teams. Like he'll write for you know the Miami Heat, the Utah Jazz, and let will say the Denver Nuggets. He'll write for all three of those websites. And then it's like to me, like a blogger was always a fan, you know, of that team. So it's weird for me to see guys that are kind of like
0: like unbiased. Like, journalists
1: totally well yeah they're trying to be yeah bloggers are trying to be unbiased journalists because they're realizing now that that can be a full-time job where it's like no. you know for me like i started out as a nuggets fan like i'll always have nuggets fandom in my writing and on now you hate tips. them and now i hate them. <laughs> hey i'm to write for hot, hot hoops give me some of that miami heat love baby
0: in the denver post uh today here's another one of these headlines it's just mario it's going to knock your socks off Patrick Saunders, let me let me brace myself. January uh, something or another, Uh, Seattle Seahawks. Oh, I can't read my own writing. (laughs) Take your time, (laughs) Seattle Seahawks. Something to give Denver Broncos a super challenge.
2: (laughs) (laughs) My socks are off my feet oh my god <laughs> that is a literary gold <laughs> that is the second worst <laughs> headline super ever
3: challenge. super challenge
0: shakespeare is
2: just
3: rolling in his grave from the boner that gave him denver
0: post is going nuts <laughs> with some of these all right here's another one um, and I did notice uh, they put a headline on their sports page last week on, like, the physical newspaper about go-home chowderheads or something. They're trying to be edgy. They're, they're trying to bring in, the, you know, the, the world here. Here's another one from January twentieth, two 2014 by Ryan Parker. This is Broncos back in the Super Bowl for the first time since Google was founded.
1: Hey, that's kind of cool one. That's a cool headline. One. Wait a minute. Yeah. Is that Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow! If it's true, then I like it. Well, Google was founded in about 2003. Well, so I the think. last
1: time the Broncos played in the Super Bowl, you couldn't just say, "Hey, is that true? Google it."
0: That's right. People would have been like,
2: <laughs> "That's crazy."
0: People would like, "You have been drank like, too much. You
2: yeah. need to study." It's not quite. You know, I looked it up on my Prodigy account. Yeah,
1: right you, really, you like could that. be like, "Oh, it threw for 800 yards in that last Super Bowl." You'd be like, "No way. Google that. No, can't do it."
0: Well, first Super Bowl since that happened.
1: Well, here's – I have a question. So you brought up the Seahawks going to bring a super challenge. Super,
2: super, 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 challenge. Challenge. super challenge.
1: So my, one of my best friends is a huge 49ers fan, loves the Niners, and he says – Total dick. And it's probably true. Seattle is like the most physical defense as you'll see, but he says that they foul every single play. Like they'll pull guys, hold, pass interference because he thinks their theory is – and I, I kind of agree with this – Foul on every single play because the refs can't call a foul on every single play. So they're only going to call select ones. It's going to be a very physical game. Yeah. Like the Broncos receivers, that's kind of been the knock, right, that they can't play physical. So that's the super challenge to I think me. the
0: Broncos are pretty physical.
2: kind of disagree with that, physical. especially on defense over physical. the past few weeks.
1: Well, I'm just talking <laughs> Seahawks corners versus Broncos receivers.
2: So are you yeah. talking about uh, Dick Sherman and, you know,
3: I love that people are starting to call Jeez. him that now, Dick Sherman. <laughs> I was, I, I was, I was listening to a radio show, and That's I don't kind of want to name any names while I was on my way over here. But uh, one of the hosts kept calling him Dick Sherman. The other one was like, "Why do you, why do you keep doing that? Why do you keep calling him Dick?" And he's like, well, "His name's Richard." He's like, "So people don't call him that." Just he had no idea what was going on and I why someone might want to call was. him Dick Sherman.
0: I, I already know who that was. I didn't even listen, but I, I know who that was. <laughs> Dick Sherman,
3: that's funny. He sounds guy. like he's just—he was just baffled. He's like, "Well, sure, that's a sounds nickname, like, but why?"
0: Sounds like Dick Sherman was a general in the Civil War. General Sherman, General <laughs> yeah. Sherman, Sherman's General Dick Sherman. Now, what
3: side would he be on?
0: <laughs> general Stonewall Dick Sherman.
1: <laughs> Sherman. It German, sounds like right. he'd be from the South. Yeah. Sherman, German South. I the Take a shot in the dark here. <laughs> Sounds like a racist-type <laughs> name.
0: Racistist. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Denver Post, January 21st by Mark Rinaldi. Big, oh, your boy, Jeff. Big news. Big news for the Colorado Sports Guys uh, podcast listeners. Super Bowl anthem to be sung by Renee Fleming.
2: Renee!
0: Renee! Right, Renee! Renee! the intern has finally...
3: All right. It's our intern. Has finally... Get Made it to the big time. And yeah. this was her launching
2: pad. That's, that's pretty right. remarkable. <laughs> that's I'm right. a little disappointed because um, you know once she got this news, she forgot to get us <laughs> she beer. To tell us. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't get a beer. There was no, no coffee in the kitchen. Is she oh. the one that does the intro for
3: the Colorado <laughs> Sports Guys? Yeah, mm. that's about the only person. I was going to ask you if she's hot because she sounds hot. <laughs>
2: <That's> <laughs> <laughs> she sounds hot. She sounds hot. Oh, mean, oh, so we'll we just
3: leave it at that? Okay. Sorry, Renee.
1: She's rarely here, so we rarely yeah. see <laughs> yeah. her. It's hard to get a beat Denver out. Post. Get yeah, we'll president. go with that. That's, <laughs> what, that's what we get
2: for getting an unpaid intern. You know, I, I can like...
0: already hear the Denver <laughs> Stiffs guys clicking to look up Renee Fleming and <laughs> being very disappointed.
2: <laughs> I'll, I'll Google it.
3: Is there any chance she's going to hear this,
0: um, Renee Fleming? No.
3: Oh, sorry, we're not sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Denver Post uh, by Patrick Saunders on January twenty first. Patriots. Belichick wines but classy tom brady gives broncos credit
3: i'm surprised they didn't say something about cheese in that one uh,
0: you know they, they really dropped the ball on this headline <laughs> this, is,
1: this is obviously referring to the wes walker play right
3: uh i think that's probably what it is uh, I mean, they could have said belichick wines but john fox's response was cheesy oh or tom brady's all
0: merlot Ooh. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. he is mm. aged and terrific. Crisp, Tom Brady is a crisp Chardonnay. <laughs> full body. Belichick is all wine.
2: Full body. Tom Brady is full body And chiseled. A chiseled,
1: <laughs> chiseled Chardonnay. A
0: chiseled response.
2: Oh, that <laughs> chin, though.
1: I write it. There was a, a, one of the guys who writes for Boston Herald described that, you know Belichick going off about this Walker play, and then he said, the writer said in his own words, he goes, and Walker went low on the hit. And then I, I was no, watching. he the, didn't. I'm watching a GIF of the replay, and Wilker hit him right in the numbers.
0: Yeah, and yeah,
1: absolutely. He didn't did he go low on him?
2: It was not low. No, he's just short. No, okay, they're they're complaining it's about exactly. a, a a guy who has been concussed multiple times this season. Yeah,
1: like he's going to go ahead <laughs> illegally on. hitting right of, of all the
2: of all the <laughs> receivers on this
3: roster that you could send after Talib. Every one of them over 6'3" <laughs> and about 220
2: plus pounds. No, let's send over Welker who's my <laughs> yeah. size. Yeah, and he's wearing his, you know, Lord helmet helmet. <laughs>
1: The that helmet is
2: made. so funny.
1: <laughs> but why are people
2: It doesn't look real.
3: It looks like there's a problem with your television when you see him in that helmet.
2: Yeah.
1: But why are we complaining about it? Aren't we trying to get their heads safer? So
2: I don't know why everybody doesn't wear
0: that helmet. Yes,
1: why is no one... Like, everyone should have that helmet on. Hey, they they if it just,
0: works... They should just make it bigger, the bigger and bigger. Every, every year, bigger helmets. <laughs> Lone Star. It like, star. So like NBA <laughs>
2: Jam,
3: you know, yeah. back in the day with
0: the big heads. <laughs> they
2: put
3: in the cheat code, and yeah, yeah. everyone's is enormous.
2: I hate yogurt, even with strawberries. Oh. <laughs> All right, here's another spaceballs. <laughs> 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 I'm with you,
1: man. <laughs> <laughs> no clue. You've you never seen Spaceballs? Oh my! I've God. seen bits and pieces. I've not seen, seen it either.
0: I'm not a Mel Brooks guy.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I'm sorry, guys are guess.
0: both. Fools.
3: You don't need to be a Mel Brooks guy to like that movie.
0: I, I'm sorry. I, I think I, you have to be. I, it's either over my head or below my. I don't know. I'm, I, I'll go and say I'm too dumb to find that movie funny. I'll just admit that. I can't believe you funny. January twentieth uh, by the Denver Post uh, Wine <laughs> Wire Services.
1: Oh, he's a good writer.
0: Uh, oh, wait. Hold on. Let's, skip to, let's do that one last. Uh, Denver Post, January 20th, uh, by Mike Cliss. Broncos now a one-and-a-half-point favorite in the Super Bowl. Uh, so I, I'm thinking they were – I think I originally heard something like four, and now it's down to one-and-a-half.
1: Well, right when it first opened, the Seahawks were a one-point favorite. Oh, they were. And then like an hour later, it changed. So all that
0: means is that people were betting heavy on one side, and they need to hedge their – the casinos need to hedge They call that job. early money. Yeah, that's... Early money. Nobody cares, right? We don't gamble here. I don't even understand point spreads.
1: I was wondering, too, after the weather report comes out, what will that do to the spread? Like, if it's snowy and rainy, I think it'll get closer, or maybe the Seahawks become the favorite, and if it's good weather... It's I because, don't understand you know,
0: why the team that's favored gets the negative
1: number. Yeah, it's a it's a rough that world out there. Doesn't make sense.
0: Ross. Gee, Denver Broncos plus. <laughs> if someone
1: in, in the, the Vegas books is listening to this, <laughs> please
2: figure tw- it out. They, that that Detroit, Detroit, please, please, that's colo sports guys.
1: <laughs> it would look better with a plus sign next to the Broncos. Like, oh, that's the because it's always confusing.
0: Denver Post. This one's from the Wine Services, or as other people like to call it, the Wire Services. Uh. Roger Goodell considering a proposal to eliminate extra point.
3: Yeah, why? Have you heard about this? Because just, he's bored. Now that the whole concussion thing is like a little bit behind <laughs> you and it's sort of been taken care of, he had literally nothing else to do. And he's just, I mean, what does he do all day? He sits at his desk and probably thinks of ways, like different ways to ruin the league. Yeah. So
1: you
2: <laughs> think this, this, is, this is a bad them.
1: thing? You think this is bad? Yes, let's just I, stop messing with things. Like,
3: now, no, no,
0: now, now, listen, there were 1,200 extra points attempted this year and only five missed. That's only a lot. Only five missed. Now, the, the idea here is that if you get a touchdown, you get seven points. If you attempt a two-point conversion, or I guess it would be a one-point conversion, you would get, and you complete it, you get eight points. If you miss it, you go back to seven. So you risk taking points off the board if you go for a two-point conversion. So that's how it worked. That's not that bad. Did be- you even listen to hear what I said?
1: Yeah, it would be interesting if they went that route.
0: Because there's been 1,200. Now, I say, why eliminate it if it doesn't keep people safer? It doesn't drastically speed up the game. Um, so I'm saying, why even bother messing with it? And then they t- remove the opportunity for a fake uh, extra point, which nobody ever does, but
2: that'd still be cool if they did. Well, oh, that's right, because you can still get two points for You that. know,
3: I, uh, I talked to Tony Carter, actually, today about the possibility of that, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote him and keep in mind that he sounds exactly like T.I., so have T.I.'s mind in your voice, or in your head, or voice Nate, in your Nate, mind. Nate will, Nate will understand. While you're hearing this, he is goes, that, is that man, band man, wow, yes, the See? Taliban. Exactly. <laughs> See? Which, and I still don't understand that song, but, you know, to each his own. But he goes, man, that is the dumbest thing I have ever heard in my life. And I went to school in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I just lost just it, lost it. <laughs> Tony Carter. I was like, so
0: you thank think you it's a bad idea, thank you. Tony Carter? Thanks for coming on the Carlos Sports Guys podcast. <laughs> yeah, man. No uh, what, what do you think about the? Uh, I, like I like that quote. About, <laughs> let's see. Well, let's ask Tony Carter what he thinks about this Nuggets headline. Yeah, on the Denver Post by on January twenty first by Christopher Dempsey, mm. Danilo Gallinari uh, injury setback semicolon. Nuggets Star undergoes another surgery. Mm. Tony Carter, were you a fan of Danilo Gallinari?
3: Man, <laughs> I really like the Nuggets and go into the games and it's it's too bad that Danilo got hurt. I'm not sure where he went to college, but he's a pretty good
0: I don't good think they go to college like, in Italy.
2: <laughs> amen. They go to university. I'm just saying. <laughs> Man, that's... I, yeah, that, man, you got to be talking like T-I-N-O. <laughs> rubber band, man, man. Well man, the man is the Taliban. I don't is the Taliban wild? wild? I think the rubber yeah. band
0: refers to rubber bands around money. Around money, yeah. Money. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah.
3: Why can't you just say you're the money man? Because that too band, mainstream? Wow, well, that sounds
0: better. Well... You know, I don't know if you know this. In rap music, sometimes <laughs> they try to be creative. If I had... <laughs>
3: If I had any sort of background (laughs) in rap music, or if I had attempted to rap on my own, I'd probably have a much better understanding of all of this. My knowledge Because money
0: doesn't rhyme with
3: Taliban. If you try hard enough, (laughs) I feel like you can stretch it. Lil Wayne... Could make money rhyme with Taliban. You're right. My, my, my money man with the Taliban. <laughs> I, like
1: how when, I like how when rappers get kind of close on words, they just kind of like pronunciate them a little differently yeah. so they do rhyme. You know? yeah. It's like, wait a minute.
3: Or to just throw in a random oxymoron. Or they the make up a something. word
0: like pronunciate. <laughs> yeah, pronunciate. That's not a word.
3: <laughs> I've learned five new things during
2: this podcast. <laughs> no, it was close. I, it's, my knowledge of hip-hop ended in 1997, so obviously I'm, I'm completely lost what you guys are talking about. No, it's okay. <laughs> Well, what do you it? think about Danilo Gallinari's injury who's setback? This, who's this T person?
3: <laughs>
2: <T-I-P>. <laughs> anyway. No, I know how to spell it. <laughs> <a> T.I., right? <laughs> you don't have to keep telling me <laughs> what the, how to spell your goddamn name. <laughs> um, no, I, I, it's, it's disappointing, but at the same time, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing.
0: You're talking about Danilo Gallinari. Yeah, Dylan, I
2: yeah well, that and T.I.'s name. <laughs> <laughs> um so I it's I don't necessarily think it's going to be bad for the Nuggets. I mean th- this year was heading in a couldn't get any worse. This year was heading in a mediocre direction anyway and I don't think necessarily Gallo coming back would have stopped that. So
3: it just it does seem a little irresponsible the way that it happened where I mean you tear your ACL whether it's partial or full or whatever. Uh, very rarely do you see something like this where they send a guy to get treatment and he's paid his dues, and it's it's about the time for him to start coming back. And now you find out he has to have a completely new procedure and surgery, and he's out for the rest of this year. I mean, let's let's disregard for a second just the team in general, and look at it from Danilo's standpoint. I mean, this is his team. This is his. Like, these are his brothers. These are his friends. These guys. Yeah. This is what he does for a living, and to take him away from it, you know, for a total of a year and a half for something that shouldn't have taken that long. It's. You got to really feel for the guy. Yeah. Well, he's, he's, so you yeah. think
0: that it was not up to Danilo in his camp for the, how this went down?
3: Because I think whoever whoever was responsible for this, whether it was the doctors who said this is this was the initial procedure they needed, or it was people close to Danilo, Danilo and Danilo himself saying, "Well, this is the route that we want to take." It's it, to me, it's irresponsible from the doctor's standpoint. For you know, this is a professional athlete; you need to know how to fix something like this, especially, Nate, you said it was a partial tear to begin with. That certainly shouldn't take as long as it has, and certainly it shouldn't take another procedure. So well, however went, it went down is just irresponsible. It
2: was, it was as a procedure recommended by Dr. Stedman in... Uh Vale, which everyone knows Dr. Stebbin. He's right. the one of the foremost Oprah's mean, husband, right? Oprah's no, no that's that's, that's a different that's oh. a different oh. um, and you know you he, he's cross off a some of my <laughs> comments then. <now. laughs> <laughs> you get a consultation. <laughs> and you get a consultation. Everybody here gets consultations. Yeah, Bees. I, I officially have nothing um, to say about this
0: now. Go ahead. Yeah.
2: Anyway, he they, they went there and there was this uh the there was this confusion today that, that the Nuggets were like, this was a controversial procedure, but the Nuggets were not blinded blindsided by this. They knew exactly what Gallo was getting. Um, it was a procedure recommended by Dr. Stedman. This called a, a healing response treatment, and it's not a surgery. He had surgery to repair his meniscus. But he did not have surgery to repair his ACL.
1: They drill a bunch of holes around the bone, and mm-hmm. they hope that the blood will run down onto the ACL and repair it.
0: And they, I'm sure they're injecting like, whatever it is that Peyton Manning got injected into his neck, which also took... About that long, a year and a half.
1: It's probably
2: probably stem stem cells and semen. The
1: the interesting part is he got the first surgery by Stedman, and this one, the surgery this morning, was performed by Dr. Steve Trena, the Nuggets orthopedic surgeon.
2: Trena does most of the Nuggets procedures, and... Um, that that's where the thing got messed up. He said that Stedman did the surgery and Stedman didn't uh, Kenyon Martin's microfracture surgeries.
1: Gallo didn't go back to Stedman. <coughs> no, he, he did went to not train it, So I wanted to there's train something him. there. And like Mario said too, man, I mean, that's pretty, it's pretty crazy to have to, you know, I mean, was there, it'd be interesting to find out, was there a chance that this, you know, was going to not work, so they were going to have to go back and do surgery. Like, was that on the table, or it was yeah. just like, I feel like one hundred percent this will work.
2: Exactly. You no, know? it's it's a, so a very it's, weird situation considering, a Gallow released a statement on Facebook um, not long after it was announced, and basically he kind of took a passive aggressive shot at Stedman in his things saying, I'm not a doctor. Um, <laughs>
4: but yeah, I'm the guy who's asking me advice. if I'm frustrated.
2: I'm not the doctor, but, you know. Um, and that's, that's kind of where it's at right now, and it is very telling that they went to Trina instead of going back to Stedman. So.
1: And I know, like, in in Oakland, Gallo was there pregame working out. Like, he worked out on the floor, was doing some shooting and some stuff with Hass, and Chris Marlowe took video of it. Um, I don't know if he was there before the Cleveland game, and I don't believe he was working out before the Phoenix game. So something probably happened in between that Golden State game, you know, and p- probably before this morning, because he had surgery this morning. You don't just wake up and schedule surgery, right? Well so, he was
2: tweeting pictures of him wearing a like business business with uh, with uh, Brian Shaw and Timothy Moskov. Is that know, a code word for Speedo? No, that's that's what you're wearing. Oh so <laughs> it's Speedo. It's a speedo. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. So, Is that but, why
3: your outfit is so
2: distracting? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. No, but it's like, it's that's, and that was, it's that's why it was so abrupt. Unless set the scene, Nate and I were at practice today, and we were all blindsided pretty much by this news that Kello had the surgery because it was first tweeted out by uh, Adrian Woodnarowski. And it was like sudden because we had no warning that this was coming. And I think that through the course of the day talking to people not a lot of the nuggets are of a mind that they really feel really bad for Gallo at this point now they're recouping about 4.5 million dollars of his salary just through insurance which covers 80% of his uh, salary. So once he misses, doing okay. Once he whizzes, he's, uh, on well, no, he's not on workers' comp. they'll recoup a lot
1: more than four and a half because it's eleven million and eighty percent of eleven million, right? I mean, they'll... no,
2: because it's eighty percent after he misses a certain amount of games. Oh, so yeah, once 41. he hit forty, That's forty-one right. games, now it's now he's I mean, out for. That the half season, so 4500000 million, they're getting back in insurance, and Gallo's still getting paid. And so in that way, the Nuggets actually save money and they benefit. But Well, they don't
1: get it back. It goes to Gallo. They just don't have to pay it.
2: Yeah, they don't have to pay it, yeah. which saves money. And I think that <laughs> – <laughs> Either way. Should <laughs> we write it down here? Can we get a whiteboard out here? <laughs> I have half of that? <laughs> so anyway, yeah, uh, it's, a, it's, a lo- it's a weird situation. Yeah. I think the Nuggets. uh, We talked to Brian Shaw today, and Nate, uh, 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 Chris Dempsey asked him questions, several questions about Gallo, and most of it was just everyone in the Nuggets just feels really bad for him because he was working really hard to come back.
1: But it'd be interesting to know, like, what because there hasn't been any information released on what happened to have them go back in and look at the knee. Like, we don't know was he doing something on the court where it didn't feel right, or did he he re-injure it again? Or like, he said in his
2: statement that he still felt instability in his knee. That his knee was strong, but it was still unstable. Yeah, when that basically means your ACL still out of whack. So,
0: well, it's not all doom and gloom. The Nuggets land, according to this headline in the Denver Post by Christopher Dempsey on January twenty first headline, JaVale McGee steadily making progress hey. in stress fracture oh, rehab. Oh, boy. Oh!
3: As soon as they get him back, it's, they're really going to hit their <laughs> stride. Sky's the limit. Nice you know, it's, it's really good that they're saving money, like you said, Jeff, on Gallo now, because they'll be able to support some of the terrible front office decisions they've made.
2: Ooh!
1: Ooh.
2: Shots fired.
1: <laughs> that's right, across the bow. But Brian Shaw did compare the Nuggets today to Elich Gardens roller coasters. He's like, you know, you see, I look at those roller coasters, and I think that's what our season looks like. And he's like, oh, hopefully, it goes up for a little while before it, you know, kind of comes down a little. At bit. At least you
2: didn't. But you always <laughs> end up you didn't at the bottom talk about those two birds that we still don't. See, know I thought that
3: saying. that meant that it looks <laughs> like it's going to be really fun and a good time, and then in the end, you're just in pain. <laughs> Then everybody
0: yeah. craps their pants. Yeah. <laughs> that's, well, that's it for headlines. Hey. That's it? That's, that's it? all for headlines? There's a lot of headlines in we there. I'm going for more
1: headlines. Well, more
0: you headlines. know, I only – did, I did take five minutes to put these
3: hey, together. Hey, so you were yes. – real quick, Ross, you were obviously reading some of these headlines about you know the Broncos moving on and how terrible they were. So if you don't mind, I would like to – I came up with two really quick that I'd like to share. That maybe would have been Please. you know better alternates. So the no, the first one is Denver <laughs> residents <laughs> – Denver residents are high on their dope football team making it to the Super Bowl.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Where
3: was that one from? No, he that made was that from up. me. Oh, yeah. you just made that up? And
4: See, we <laughs> need you
0: writing these headlines. Oh, yeah. Denver posted how he was a full-time headline writer.
3: And now the <laughs> second one is Broncos smoke blunt Patriots to become token favorites in Super Bowl. Token Ooh. favorites.
0: Those I are like all that. weed
3: analogies. I like that. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I picked up on that.
0: Nice. <laughs> Wait, that, that was good. Oh, I got a, I, 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 I got a, a horn, a gold or silver a metal plated,
1: metal
2: metal plated horn. Uh, horn. Yes. Well, let's give Mario some applause for that. Yeah, let's. Thank let's, you. Those it's were good, good to be here. Those were good.
1: Yeah, let's take a short one, come back and talk a little bit more. Denver Broncos Super Bowl and that victory over the stinking New England Patriots. And we're back. I don't know if you guys caught this or not, but before the Broncos game, I had tweeted out that I thought the score would be 31-16 to 16 Denver. Oh, and you got it wrong. Good for job. <laughs> I got it 50% right. 50% right.
3: Close only counts in horseshoes and hand you grenades. Because
1: you
0: basically picked what the Patriots would score.
1: Yeah, I said they score 16. I nailed that's it.
0: That's good. That's good. And that's also a pretty weird number to hit, 16, if you think about it. Yeah. But,
2: uh, yeah, So good you can job. imagine
1: how happy I was when they missed that two-point conversion. Oh. I, was like, I was in my car. You weren't down. happy that,
2: you know, they basically sealed the Broncos' victory. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> no. no, I was happy about my prediction. And I did a fist pump, Tiger Woods style. Boom, I nailed that thing.
2: Oh, man. Well, it was a good day. Because uh, I did
1: hear you guys bagging on me for my picks this season yeah. last week. So. Yeah,
2: richly deserved.
1: He doesn't um. know anything about anything.
2: <laughs> Do we really want to talk about
3: picks when you thought that the Browns would have a better season than, well, anybody?
1: Oh God, I owe you lunch, huh? You, you and
2: Jeff, <laughs> <both> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah lunch. we both we both because I picked <laughs> them, we would both go eight and eight.
1: God, the bro- Jeff,
2: you didn't have a lot of wiggle room. on <laughs> No, that I one. didn't. I just basically set myself right there. In the <laughs> <laughs> <way>. <laughs> you just wanted to be a part of it.
1: Hey, if, if, <laughs> if Brian Hoyer wouldn't have blown out his ACL, we'd have been talking. Right, about yeah, Brian Hoyer would have been their
3: savior this year. We
1: would have been talking about the Broncos beating the Browns in the AFC Championship game. They were again that good. for they the they fourth were, time. They were that good, and then You're they uh, gave
0: up Trent Richardson. <laughs> And gave up their season.
1: I yeah, had, but the, they got a top ten Trent, pick, actually. Yeah, but yeah, actually, Trent yeah, that Richardson, turned out to
3: be a
2: decent idea. Yeah, yeah Trent Richardson It like turned 20? out to be kind of a bust in Indy. So. He's terrible, yeah. yeah they, it's, Donald
1: Brown took his job, but who cares about them? How about these Browns? Yeah, How what's about the win?
0: Cleveland sports guys? <laughs> <laughs> Let's we're just the, talk for an hour
1: about the, the, the Cleveland Browns Where season. Lake
2: Erie lives. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Browns. So what did you guys think of this win against the New England Patriots? Were you satisfied with the Broncos' performance? Were you satisfied with that win?
2: Absolutely. No, I'm not satisfied. What? Yeah. I'm I'm just being sarcastic.
0: Because you got one more game to play. (laughs) you got one more game to play. We're not satisfied. We're not celebrating. We're not satisfied.
2: We're not satisfied until we win, Chip. I'm the best. I'm the greatest team ever.
1: I mean, the the Broncos. Don't talk
0: to me. Don't talk about me.
1: The Broncos probably could have won both of these games by 30 points apiece, right? And they they kind of allow these teams to sneak back into it. Is that expected in the playoffs, or should Denver have won more convincingly? Well, they talk
0: teams? about the games like they talk about you know matchups as in like the, oh, there's one matchup that's favorable then more favorable than another matchup, and it's like this is the AFC Championship. Both teams are supposed to be very good, so yeah, it's supposed to be pretty close. And a ten point victory is not very close. Yeah, anything in the AFC double digits, and it
3: wasn't even as close as the 10 points you know the Broncos went to a prevent defense on the Patriots last possession and gave them up chunky yards and you know that's ended up how they ended up scoring but when you completely shut down a Patriots team essentially for three quarters you know, that's obviously something to hang your hat on the only thing that really bothered me was how many times they had to settle for a field goal and obviously yeah we see too much you're Matt gonna Prater. yeah you're gonna take you're gonna take points where they're gonna give them to you but and, you know and scoring on six straight possessions in the playoffs in the AFC championship game is unbelievable, but when four of those are field goals and certain situations where they really should have scored touchdowns, the only thing that would bother me moving forward is the Seahawks defense is much different than the Patriots defense. And especially since you're not playing at home, it's in a cold weather place where the Seahawks are kind of more built to play. So that's really the only thing I would have liked to see more of, but again, 400 pass yards for Manning two touchdowns, zero turnovers from the team as a whole, uh, no Sean and Monty ran the ball efficiently enough. Uh, so I guess that would be my only gripe if I had to give one. But like you said, 10-point victory in an AFC Championship game, that's, that's good enough for me.
0: And I think 20, even 26 points. Uh, I mean, when you're looking at the Denver Broncos, who all season long people talked about their defense being the weak aspect of the team. But I have to say, over the past few weeks, that has not been the case. The Denver Broncos defense has been outstanding, absolutely outstanding. Where
1: the Patriots went three and out the first two possessions. Um, I believe. yeah, gosh. Their
2: first yeah. two possessions. Uh, they didn't get you're right. They, they didn't get, get a first down, down until the second quarter. And they they their their offense was let's face it was anemic. But that was huge. The they
0: had absolutely
3: I mean, zero run game, and that's what what I really like to see going into the Super Bowl because Russell Wilson is not going to beat a team with his arm. Russell. That whole offense. Russell.
2: Wussle Wilson, <laughs> former Rockies draft. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that whole offense runs on Marshawn Lynch. So you know, if the Broncos are able to bend not break with Marshawn Lynch, they're not going to be able to get their offense going. And obviously, you'd like to see them shut him down to six carries and eight yards, like they did with Blunt. But obviously, a little bit different of a back. So, but
2: so, Nate, you're not worried about your boy Golden Tate going off?
1: Oh, I like Golden Tate, but the, I mean the Niners have Golden a,
2: Tate where the West
1: lives. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Niners have a like an awesome. They had an awesome defense and. The Seahawks had no problem running on them. And you can't run on the 49ers, but Lynch kind of tore them up. I'm a little worried about Lynch. He's good. Marshawn
0: Lynch, Wessel Wilson, and Richard Showman are not going to have great games in the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you this Is not like a forest gump? I don't understand what you're doing. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's,
2: it's interesting. Russell Wilson, uh, Russell a Wilson smart, Russell you're Wilson.
1: getting you're getting a different quarterback. I mean Rivers is a statue, Brady's a statue, Russell Wilson can make some plays on his feet. Well, you but know, would you what? that's face gonna be Tom his only Brady option. or
3: Russell Wilson. Would you rather face Philip Rivers or Russell Wilson?
0: Yeah, Phillip this. Rivers.
1: This feels like one of those Super Bowls where we could are we, What are you
0: saying? Like you'd rather face Russell Wilson? Russell Wilson? I would,
1: ra- I would rather face Russell Wilson.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Phillip Absolutely.
1: Because you got to oh. think that Wilson's got to be in the Super Bowl. He's got to be good for one interception. right? Oh, three. Minimum? Minimum. Of three. three. Okay, well, i got a
2: message for all the chumps
1: out there. <laughs> he starts doing this. Right? <laughs> when, you throw, when you start throwing up gang signs, <laughs> starts Jeff, starts Jeff, I'm taking doing you doing
2: very <laughs> seriously. <laughs> no, it's... it's uh, listen... I was now. I'm more, even more confident. The Broncos will uh, again be victorious in the Super Bowl, based on one player playing well.
1: The last game, one player. Oh, you're going to say it, aren't you? I'm going to say it. You bastard, Champ Bailey. <laughs> you bastard, Champ Bailey. <laughs> oh, uh-huh.
2: that bum. They, they even. <laughs> yeah, <they, laughs> it got to the point where Brady wasn't even looking. At that side of he the field. He was never looking at him. And he was throwing at Dominique Rogers cromartie
0: Yeah, who was trying so desperately to get a pick six,
2: <laughs> and which, and which I love. Yeah. He's so trying to hurt himself. Which side. I love. Yeah. He's playing it's balls so, out. So, I love it. And, that, and that's why I'm like, okay, if Champ can be, I mean, he doesn't have to be old Champ, but if he can play like 20 times better than he has this year. Yeah. That's Just the way. That's the way he has to do it.
1: Load him up with whatever wonder jugs you can get, and put him out there. Because he's, do I
2: mean, him playing well completely changed the aspect of that defense, and it it allowed the, the time because Brady wasn't finding anyone open for Pot Roast to make that big uh, nice play. By the way, that was the play of the game. Nice and game and overall. Ter- yeah, by pot roast. yeah, that was that Terrence was.
1: Knighton was like, am I mistaken in saying that he was given up on in Jacksonville? Pretty much, absolutely. Man, he's he was awesome. But he,
3: it seems like. He probably gave up a little bit too. I mean, who plays for Jacksonville that's actually trying? That's right.
1: Yeah, it's like your last season there. He's a can victim try really of circumstance. Hard so you can go somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, it's... they don't want to be too good, so they franchise tag you. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> you got to find that that's soft media. That's
0: a really good point, yeah, and that probably freaking, happens. Friggin' NFL. That probably happens.
2: It's there are guys master. out there. There's for that You, you very talk to very any you talk to any player, and they'll still grouse about that franchise tag. Yeah,
1: that's <laughs> crazy. But <laughs> I'm not. I, I thought the Patriots, you know, with their white receiving core. I mean, they thought they were going to send a bunch of white guys out there and do good. <laughs> Come on, racist. <laughs> <laughs> Silly oh, dumbasses. Oh, slow whitey. It's
0: just a testament to Belichick's arrogance and white supremacist <laughs> leanings.
2: <laughs> well, it's, it's actually... But, I mean,
1: the Seahawks don't have that... You know, they're not a dynamic receiving core with their injuries. Percy Harvin might be back for this game, but I mean, let's face it, that guy's played, what, two games all year? Why he would not Patrick, even. Yeah. He's uh, played like he's 13 gonna,
2: total minutes. Yeah. He, he looked like a limp rag. What was it that game he was in, the, the playoff game, their last playoff game? Yeah. Why would he come back he for, got, for this? I mean, yeah. after he was basically s- scrambled eggs, essentially, <laughs> yeah. is what he was. We scrambled like,
0: eggs? Scrambled eggs. Toss salad and scrambled eggs. As in Fraser as in again.
2: I
1: think Renee had that on in the living room.
0: Uh you know, Fraser, uh, there's I'm kinda of torn because I love Seattle. It's my second favorite city next to Denver. Really? And I love Fraser. Fraser's the best sitcom ever. It's really except for good. maybe Seinfeld is probably above it. Um so uh, but i you know, Seattle's cool. I oh, like yeah. Seattle. I don't mind Witchwood
1: Showman. Did you ever watch Fraser or are you too young for that, Mario? It's
3: Way you're talking, Ross? You're talking about humor above your head or over your head. That's me. <laughs> those jokes are way too smart for me.
1: Oh.
2: Fraser, you're so corpulent. As,
3: you're so, is that, as soon as I hear a word that I've either never heard
2: before, or I can't define. I'm out of here. I'm going to stick to South Park and Family Guy. Yeah. Well, it's you know it's it's interesting to get to this point because I remember the feelings. I think everyone remembers those feelings when the Broncos were going to the two Super Bowls in the late '90s. And I'm more just like. Not even worried about it this time. Oh, I mean, I'm so worried. Does this feel I, like – I don't feel as I'm nervous as I now. did. am less worried now.
1: Yeah, I feel less worried because I'm like, in, in some ways, this was like the Super Bowl beating the Patriots and getting to, getting to the Super Bowl. You know? yeah. like there's, But I, it didn't feel like the team was satisfied at all, which is good. The Seahawks looked pretty darn happy to be going this
0: Oh, week. I heard the post-game interview with Peyton Manning, and he sounded downright pissed off because, as Mario pointed out, all those freaking field goals. Yeah. Not enough touchdowns.
3: When they showed Manning during the transition, like when they're going to commercial, you see all the confetti around him and the jubilant music is playing. And Manning has this blank stare on his face like, I could care less about winning this game, this—I mean, this is just a roadblock. Because I mean, this, this is a hurdle.
1: This next game is basically going to define him as a quarterback. He's either going to be one That's and a two. Really good point. One and two, or two and one. He's Super either going to have as yep. many
3: Super Bowls as little brother, or still one less. Yeah.
0: Or still it, uh, considered a choke. Yeah. Playoff but if he loses
1: two Super Bowls, yeah, it's going to be. Like,
0: this th- did nothing to solidify his legacy you're absolutely correct he'll still have to carry that and i thought about that because they they said he had a 9 and 11 playoff record now uh i think he's 11, 11, and, 11 and 11 which i think he's probably been hurt because of those first round buys right he, which he's yeah, probably does he have six you or know seven? what i mean so um but yeah it still does nothing he has not solidified any legacy which is clearly important to him and it's important to me as a broncos fan you know i was having conversations i, I mentioned i was at a big family uh, party all day on Sunday, and, and people were talking about how they weren't sure Peyton Manning views himself still as a Bronco. Uh, you know, my aunt even said, you know, he's going to retire as a Colt. Probably. I don't care
3: what team he thinks he's on. He's with us right he now. He is, and, and I think matters. he thinks
0: of himself as a Bronco, and I don't see him at all as a Colt. In fact, when I see pictures of him, or they show highlights of him wearing the Colts jersey, I'm kind of like, whoa. <laughs> you know, I went from not believing that he was a Bronco you know, to now not believing that he was ever a Colt.
1: I got kind of upset when they were showing the Patriots Colts highlights before the game. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Can we show him in a Broncos uniform, please? I mean, <laughs> yeah. come on. He only threw ninety touchdowns this season. But, oh my but, god. But you know I don't think he threw that. At the
2: same either. at the same time. Check, hyperbole. I'll, I'll Google it. You know listen. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I'm leaving. <laughs> at the same time, he's fueled by a lot of come back, spite Mario. for Jim Mursay. You know, that whole thing, that that's really what another thing that's really mo- motivating him. Is you think? What, I think uh, yeah, I really do. Really? I really do. I think that it's just I mean, I don't think the drive that he has right now would be there if he wasn't outwardly dissed by the Colts.
1: Really? I, I think, think so. he just competes against record books now. I think, I think he probably
0: does, guy. but I mean I think it all is not I don't think they're separate from each other. I think what Ursay said was what a lot of people think. Not just fans, not just fans yeah, that's from Indy. I think that's what a lot of people have thought about him over his career. Now, whether or not Jim Mercey is an idiot for saying that type of stuff, which he is, because you'd think as an owner of a football team, you'd be able to see the bigger picture. But, yeah, I think Peyton Manning's fighting against all of that, and he's solidifying his own legacy, and and it just so happens that as Bronco fans – and as the Bronco franchise, we're lucky to
2: have him. We are reaping the benefits of said spike of his. Yes, yes <laughs> of his drive. Hey, can you
1: guys explain to me where number fifty-one is? His name Lemon, the linebacker.
3: Paris Paris Lemon.
1: Lennon, where did he come from, and when was he on the team? I think he's from France. He's awesome, by
3: I think the way. He's uh, French.
1: Is he very hurt, or is he? I'm still hurt? upset
3: that <laughs> I'm still upset that he's still starting over Woodyard. I don't agree with that whatsoever. But really,
1: but this guy's like he's amazing.
3: Yeah, he's really Looks good like at Dick helping Butches. his teammates up after a play, and and like <laughs> receiving blocks. Jeez, he's excellent at that. I thought he plays pretty well. Is he really well?
1: injured? Because I mean, he got hurt during the game. But is he okay, or does he have like a serious injury? We don't know. Yeah. Well, uh, somebody more qualified to answer that for us. <laughs> I think
0: point. I think uh, he's day-to-day.
3: That's what I heard.
1: Because yeah, like Irving's, yeah. Irving's back. We've got Trevathan, who I think is one of the best linebackers in the NFL. Yeah, he's had guy. a fantastic year. Yeah. Yeah. And Woodard, just, too. Just, Woodard's yeah. awesome.
3: Well, Woodyard had a, a Pro Bowl-type <laughs> season last year, and it just baffles me. And I think maybe the only reason is because he decided to move the middle linebacker to help the team at the beginning of the season, and that's not his position. You know, he's just he's not big enough to be a middle linebacker, bottom line. He's a very gifted outside linebacker, but they, they didn't have anyone else. They let go of Joe Mays and really had no one else on the roster. They brought in that Stephen Bradley guy, and he got hurt when he tripped over himself or whatever happened, and he fell into obscurity. So Call
1: that pulling a Decker when you tripped oh, okay. yourself.
3: <laughs> but, see, but then he took one further, and he got hurt upon doing it. So yeah. so Woodyard's thrust into this position you know, because he's the best guy for the job on the team. So instead of bringing in someone who actually plays middle linebacker, they move an outside guy to the middle, and... I think that's why he's seen a little bit of a decline in his play this season and why he's not starting. But man, it really baffles me. And you hope that something like this doesn't come down to a financial situation or money well, because you don't want to pay him a big, fat salary. That's what I was
2: thinking. We, yeah, every, a lot of people have asked me about it, and I keep thinking, God, this looks... What, that's, a sma- really, that's really the, the only legitimate a, reason. Yeah, the smacks of a, we don't want to have to pay you your... And money. that would,
0: and that would be... Do you think that's the case in the well, Super here's, Bowl season? Here's the when thing. they're going to the Super right. Bowl, you think they're honestly worrying about off-season... Negotiations.
3: At the end of the day, that it to comes me, I down find that to be absolutely absurd. And that's that's what I thought too. No, you're but Ross, it comes they down. Do. It's a it's a business. Every, it, every it's all team said and done, done. Making, nothing, making money is more important to these people yeah, in and the front a office Super Bowl than Super makes Super
0: Bowl makes more money for that team.
3: And that's true. But I guess maybe they figured if they don't start him, they cut down on his snaps a little bit. They just kind of sneak he it was in there this to where close. it's not going to have a huge impact on the team's this success, close but to the impact a roster yeah. spot. Well, then I'll tell you this, or,
0: If that's the case, if they took that into consideration, I'm okay with it as long as we keep winning. And they've made it to the Super Bowl, which clearly, maybe not playing him as much or not starting him, has not really affected it. I right. And, and by the way, how long, around, how, how long has Woodyard been playing? And 14
3: years. And, Four or five years. Oh, four or
1: five.
0: So. <laughs> I think it's been since 2006, <laughs> which good. would make him, you know, nine years in the league. Has he been around that and long? And he was, a, you know, and he's been a great.
1: Was uh, he a leading tackler his last year at Kentucky? In he was a nation? leading
3: tackler on the Broncos last year.
1: Yeah, he's good.
0: I mean, he's been a great player, but the guy, great players get replaced by other players that are better over time. Woodyard, at the very minimum, has been a great team guy. But how he's often do you see a
3: captain that's
0: not a starter? That's pretty rare. It's but strange. Things happen, especially on a team that that's stranger so much than effect.
3: having a kicker as your uh, captain. So
1: where where he, where's it, his uh, natural spot? Is it where Nate Irving is?
3: Where Nate and Trevathan are outside I mean, where, linebacker.
1: You're obviously not going to play more with Trevathan. I mean, he's too good. To not have on the field. No, but, but I mean Irving, Ir- Irving is a question. little
3: sporadic. Irving, you will have great plays from, and then other times, you know, he just he doesn't understand the game really as much as Woodyard does. Which is no indictment on Irving. It's just that's how well Woodyard knows the game. And if you talk about speed, I mean, Woodyard would have, would win in a foot race
1: a by Randy a long push. shot. Yeah, over
3: Irving. He would beat some of the safeties on that team in a foot race. Honestly, w-
2: Woodyard was one of Shanahan's last picks, I, th- I believe. I think he came in. Two thousand eight or two th- thousand eight.
3: That's a that's yeah. a big part of it as well. Yeah. Elway wants his guys in there, and that's why we saw Kayvon Webster playing over Tony Carter all this time. And I know Tony's going to get a bad rap, but look Tony what he was did good last, last year. year. He was he amazing. Was, he was excellent last yeah. year. And if you're talking about him as you know the number three corner on this team, sometimes maybe number four, I, I would put him well above Kayvon. And Kayvon, everyone makes the case that he's a big hitter and he's extremely fast. Well, Tony's a smarter player. He understands the game more just because Webster is a rookie. We see this where they want to get their guys going, which is understandable. But at the same time, Tony Carter is kind of being put on trial, and fans are saying, oh, we can't trust Tony Carter with anything. That's why he got blamed for the shenanigans that went down in New England this year, even though it was 0% his fault. And well, even that past
1: Sunday, that, that deep ball that Brady threw that Carter broke up, I mean, if you had Quentin Jermyn out there, that's a touchdown Absolutely. <laughs> and, and you wonder, well, were you wonder why touchdowns they go, they go that after a guy like happened Slater. Because Tom Brady
3: threw bad throws, too. Yeah, But that was a perfect throw. He couldn't have thrown it any better. He, he just wasn't open, according, and Tony broke it up.
1: According to Phil Simms, though, when Brady overthrows a pass, it's because it was... Too good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It was, it was yeah. That was okay, let's talk about this. I I Thank you. can was we talk about losing, Phil Sims.
2: Losing my mind watching listening to Phil Sims like broadcast from another universe.
1: It's like Sims and I Collinsworth. I wasn't watching the same game. <laughs> it's like well, Sims like like. and Collinsworth are programmed by the same guy.
3: Speaking of that, do you guys <laughs> follow uh, real Phil Sims quotes on Twitter? Or it's <laughs> Phil Sims quotes. Uh, this, is, whoever good. runs it in my opinion is a genius and i retweet his stuff constantly because all he does is watch the games that phil sims is commentating he takes real quotes that phil sims says and just quotes them and then like gives you the scenario and it's hilarious cuz the stuff he says is so asinine. i'm actually going to look it up and read some for you guys <laughs> well, because it's it's this good
2: i mean i'll never forget one time about 3 years ago phil sims said that throw <laughs> something along lines that throw was accurate.
1: That throw was accurate. That and I said, accurate. and I
2: said to the television,
1: that pronunciation is not accurate. <laughs> well, he used to. He played, you know, and they had those like hutch helmets. So he's probably, you know, a little dinged up. Yeah, it upstairs. could be. No, it, it was. I
2: was getting actually angry. I was. I was watching it with my dad, and he was like. What is he do? he's like making excuses for the Patriots. <laughs>
1: yeah, and it's like I guess I kind of get that, you know, when the when a team's down or something you want to maybe try to make it seem more balanced or but I mean just his excuses for Tom Brady's inaccurate passing was just terrible.
2: Well, and I and there was someone who told me and uh, ex-players um like often when they're doing broadcasting will see a game as going a certain direction before everyone else does. And they'll know when things are going bad for another team, and they'll overcompensate. And it seemed like Phil Simms saw that the Broncos were going to win this game pretty easy, pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, hey, I knew it after the first two, three, and outs.
2: And then so you start saying like, "Well, no, no, the the, the Patriots are going to come back." <laughs>
1: yeah. Now I
4: got I
3: got I found a good quote here, and you as basketball guys should appreciate this Ooh, quote: yeah. "Quarterbacks, they're just like basketball. Got to take some shots to get a rhythm with the defense."
1: End nice. quote. Got to take some shots, get a rhythm with the defense. Hmm. Just like a basketball.
3: Just like a basketball. <laughs> here's here's <laughs> another one. When you get inside the 10-yard 10 lo- 10 line, you uh, the Patriots' D-line needs to be ready. So It's an extra-long pause. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Sandy Clough pregnant pause. <laughs> <laughs> defense got to be ready. Yeah, I don't know. It was kind of crazy, but.
2: I, I was I was going nuts watching this, and I'm like, is he watching the same game? It, it, it clearly wasn't. It was driving me insane. And I mean, I hate it. I always hate it when people would like go freak out about announcers like being biased and stuff like that. But Sims was just so
1: bad. Oh, he is atrocious. He was <laughs> so
2: atrocious. Bad. Were you listening to uh, Mr. Sims do the broadcast there? I didn't think it was that bad.
1: <laughs> Come on, man. ross will stick up for almost anybody that we back. you missed
3: missed some of the quotes let me let me read you another one quote when you're big and blocking smaller guys you don't have to hit them just fall on the ground great athleticism from the broncos
1: (laughs) what
0: here's here's where last last one here's where i defend these guys in that and being being able being an announcer, being a guy who speaks as opposed to a guy who writes, it's a hell of a lot harder to speak, and especially when you're, you know, you're doing color on a football game. There's only so many things you can say. It's not an easy or, job. Or so many things some, you can get right. To, some guys, yeah. I mean, I was just talking about Wesley Woodyard who has been around since 2006. Uh, no, Jeff, corrects me. It's 2008. I mean, <laughs> you know, there's just, it's hard work, and I understand. And what it is is it's color commentating it. So I don't I don't hold it. No, there's some guys that are really bad. I think Deerdorfs ten times worse than. But he isn't he Phil Sims. I think he is. Thank goodness. Well, that's good. We'll never ever have to hear him ever again.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, um, I, I used to not like Collinsworth, and now I like him. I thought he had, a, you know, I, I really enjoyed him this year. So I don't know. I, I think uh, no matter what side you're on, you're going to be probably having a lot of beef with the color commentator guy because he's going to say the wrong thing. And when he says something you agree with, you just slide right over that, and you don't even think about it. But when he says something that pisses you off, you hold on to that. And that's the way I kind of view it. That being said, I think Phil Sims is a jerk-off. I don't like him.
3: (laughs) DRC watched him practice. He's really smooth. He can... rejuvenating. (laughs) So I know, I understand, Ross, that you may run out of things to say. But (laughs) when you're just throwing random words into a sentence and hoping that something sticks... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. Right, well, I, don't
0: just know he's the number one. Uh, he's on the number one team for CBS. Yeah, he's which uh, is a shame.
1: Yeah. yeah. All right, I got a question for you guys. He's where no do you guys? Where do you guys plan on watching this Super Bowl, or have you made plans yet? Oh, well, I'm watch, going back watch.
0: to my parents' house because that's where I've spent the last two games. Mm-hmm. I'm going back up there. I'm watching the Super Bowl with my parents when I the first two years the Super Bowl uh, Broncos won the Super Bowl. I was 17 and 18 years old, and or 16 and 17 years old. So I was off with my friends being a hoodlum and just not enjoying it. Now it's like, no, you know what, I'm gonna watch a Super Bowl with my dad. And I'm gonna watch the Broncos win it.
1: I like that. Morton, where are you watching the Super Bowl at? Probably with my dad. I,
2: I that's what I usually do. Play some things. scrabble pregame? No, no, no. That's when my grandmother's involved, so <laughs> 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 Nice. Well just we'll just probably just yeah, now probably just watch it and get some some stuff to snack on during the game and just have a good
1: time. So. Have you watched previous playoff games with him? Yeah, this so whole just... year, Chargers, Patriots, you're with the pops. Yeah, not
2: every year, but not every game. Excuse me, but this, this just the the playoffs we we have, and it's been it's. But they've won, so as Ryan, like what Ross was saying, you know, might as well just keep up with the uh, superstition. So, and then if I go
0: to my parents' house, I'm out of text range from Jeff too.
1: So that's hey, nice. yeah.
0: that's, that's true. I, I, you know, he
2: gets he gets annoyed. Like,
1: <laughs> why are you texting me? <laughs> and
2: it actually, yeah, I can hear it,
1: Mario. Where are you planning on watching the Super Bowl?
3: Um, I'm not sure yet. Probably with the family, with the parents. Stick with the whole dad theme, and we're probably going to get a uh, little bit of catering from. Carmine's.
1: Ooh. Oh, yeah.
3: You know, some, st- some good old Italian food.
1: Been hearing really good things about the sausage sandwich there.
3: Sausage. Really, everything there is, is very good, yeah. as, as you
1: experienced. Yeah, it was tasty, but I haven't had the sausage sandwich yet. I got to try that.
3: I sausage try is that. Good. You know, I
0: have to say, I'll tell you, Mario, I'm a little disappointed because I uh, went and uh, after you came on the podcast, it was the last summer, I think, I went yeah. and got an appointment at the chiropractic place.
3: At my dad's office? Yeah.
0: And I was like, no, I want Dr. V. And they were like, well, your insurance doesn't cover it. So I had to go with some second-rate uh, Russian guy.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, if you had... And he was actually if, very
0: good, Yeah, but I was just disappointed it you wasn't know, if Dr. you had, <laughs> If you had told me
3: that you were planning on seeing him, I could have... I could have gotten you a deal, oh, but man. you know, apparently you don't like to text, <laughs> which, is, which is fine. Ross is still living in
1: like the 1989. I mean, that's that's yeah. just. I mean, nowadays that's
3: how some people get stuff done. <laughs> well, he. Hooks I know up. you don't want like a paper trail. Or... When so they'll... send your carrier pigeon and I'll get it taken care when of. Ross, when Ross when Ross texts well, me, I the I Russian uh...
0: guy was good. I forget his name. Uh,
2: uh, w- Steve Bellitz. Yeah, yeah uh, Doctor Steve was awesome. Yeah, he's, he's a good he's guy. Good. Well, uh, good. Uh, we we uh, when Ross you know will text or make a phone call. He'll hook it to this machine up there, and it's like powered. It's like the dial-up. Them, them. There's you got to stop You can't it can be, be on the so. computer
3: at the same time as when you're texting. Yeah, who
0: asked who for help to get on iTunes, by the way? <laughs> that would be me. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> which I guess didn't work. Which still uh, has not worked yet, but, <laughs> that's know, all it's all a process. It's my, my process. fault. That's my, fault. <laughs> <laughs>
3: my I don't think my, my pigeon got lost. I, I told him to go to iTunes. I guess that was a little ambivalent.
0: <laughs> so, Nate, were you asking that because uh, you wanted a place to go to watch the Super Bowl, or did you want to say where you're watching? <laughs> Oh,
1: yeah. The game. <laughs> I'm actually I'm considering weighing options. I may have to watch it with family because that's that's fun. But my buddy's actually going to throw a Super Bowl party uh, at his new house. He's going to have a bunch of people over, or whatever. But that's always risky, isn't it? Going to a Super Bowl party where I don't know how many people are going to be like real Broncos fans, or what if I don't get a seat? You know, that's like, the thing. You know, most years
0: terrifying. you go to a Super Bowl party, you don't care about the game. And you just just get drunk and see who gets the most props. This game, it's important (laughs) to watch. It's important to watch it, and uh, so yeah, I'd say you have a tough, tough decision on your
2: on your hands there, buddy.
1: And you want to watch it with like you know people that you've watched this season with, right? Like it's going to be tough.
2: Well, my dad will often treat it like it's a like a holiday, so he'll like make a turkey. No, 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 but he'll like make like (laughs) see. See, we don't. We never. Because will there be a tree involved? No. But there but uh we That's will have Super Bowl treat. We will we will have like my dad will like make like a big dinner and then you know have everything It'll, treat it like it's is a there big guacamole thing, you know. involved? Not guacamole, no. This it just sounds like the makes. worst holiday ever. Yeah. <laughs> no 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 guacamole. No. What kind of food is it this week? <laughs> kebabs, you guys go kebabs? <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's a tough one though. You don't, you never know where to watch it, or what to drink, or how much to drink. What if you drink too much? You know, you then can't drink in, too much. You're in real trouble that time.
0: Now I have a job again, so I, I better cut it back on it a little
1: bit. Yeah, did you, pre, you haven't pre called in sick? I'm assuming for this one.
0: I think it's too early. Too early. <laughs> too early calling sick like your third week on the on the job.
1: Has it always been two weeks? <laughs> I got
2: blasted <laughs> last night during the game. I'm sorry, <laughs> I can't come in.
1: Like, has it has it always been two weeks before the Super Bowl?
2: Yeah, no, yeah. not always. Except no, one week. I believe right, what, for a long time. Yeah. Uh, was it the it uh, was the Buffalo uh, Giants game? There uh, was a week, only a week between uh, the championship games and
1: the the, and the Norwood Super Bowl. kick. Yeah. Really? Wow. Interesting. Crazy. You guys want to talk any Denver Nuggets? What sure. Yeah. 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 All right. Let's How take a
2: sure got. We, that was a half-hearted yeah for Mario there. Well,
1: about now we're in. We'll <laughs> I felt like
2: we had already. I'm gonna crack a window. That's I felt like cool. I was
3: doing really well with my Nuggets talk, you know, and then I was like, I'm in the clear. You know, my uh, my lack of Nuggets knowledge this season is not going to be exploited, but apparently we'll
2: just, I was. Wrong. We'll, we'll 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 call on you and you know raise your hand if you're doing know a, a Nuggets segment. I'm
0: cracking the window because I just went out and walked back in here and it is ripe. Oh yeah, this, oh, it's just, this
1: lamp this is like a heat lamp. Well, let's take a short <laughs> comeback and talk Nuggets. You
0: shouldn't point it at my crotch. Cool. I smell like Old Spice. Oh God! And Bo those.
3: made a man of my son. Have yeah. you seen those commercials? Speaking of which, they are creepy. so creepy. Creepy. Creepiest my mom never sang about that, or was at the end of a bowling alley when I was on a date. <laughs> Not even like once. <laughs>
1: I took a girl Jeez. to see uh, Titanic. I was only 15, and uh, so my mom had to drop me off. The girl was 16. Oh, my man. Uh, did, but you yeah. didn't have a license. The
2: portent of things no account.
1: License. <laughs> she had a license, so I met her there and got dropped off by my mom. And then my mom was incredibly late picking me up. Like It was over a half hour after the movie had ended, and the girl was just like, well, I think I'm going I'm like, yeah, go home. I'm going to be here you for You couldn't the get life. a ride? I'll be here Yeah, that's the problem. That's the move right there. That's what I should have done. The fake. Oh, I thought. I was getting picked up. Your oh, mom was so disappointed
0: when she showed up and you were still there. Yeah, she was. <laughs> she was like, "Oh, son, loser,
1: <laughs> loser!" I got. You're gonna die alone. Oh, man. <laughs> Terrible, terrible. Uh, speaking uh, of dying alone, the Nuggets are 20-20 <laughs> this season, I think, right? 20-20. That's, that's an awkward segue.
2: That's an that's awkward
1: an segue. <laughs> yeah. <But> they're they're <laughs> reaching the halfway point on Thursday, and they have to do so at the Rose Garden. I know it's not called that anymore, but I'll forever call it the Rose Garden. They're in Portland to play the Trailblazers. Hey, what, what's, what is it called now? I don't know. I remember. Oh, man,
2: it's, it's some weird
1: thing. Something arena. Yeah. I, st- I it, did see on my road trip, I saw some sleep train bed stores. Sleep Train Arena, of course, in Sacramento. So I was like, hey, that's what Sleep Train is. It's oh, a bed store. Yeah. Mm. Is there a worse name for an arena than Sleep Train Arena? <laughs> Quicken Loans no, O arena. dot
2: Co is bad, pretty bad. What is that? O. There was something co? named
3: after feminine hygiene products, I think, and I'm sure we're not too far away from that, but I, that'll take the cake.
2: Actually, the old arena in Cleveland was named the Gund Arena. It was always an unattractive name, but the Gund Arena. Gund Arena. Yeah. Gund arena. Gunderina? Yeah. sounds got like, like a disease.
1: We got like the summer's eve. <laughs> it sounds like gonorrhea's like <laughs> mean cousin.
2: Man, I got some wicked gunderina. It's like it, it is much more I'd uncomfortable. Take a couple days off. <laughs> <laughs> doctor, gave me,
4: doctor, gave me I weapon. can't even walk. <laughs> <laughs> it burns.
1: It burns. <laughs> doctor gave me cream. it's on my hands. <laughs> now my hands sting. That's starting right. to break out in a rash. Yeah. <laughs> this is weird. So we got uh, we got the Nuggets. Gundarena came off uh, <laughs> that pretty good. They got a huge oh, wow. win in Golden State.
2: Ooh, bless you. Uh,
1: nuggets get a huge win in Golden State. I, I saw that. You did see that I game? saw that. Good. Yes, Good. they did. Oh,
2: maybe we should isolate our conversation to that game since Mario saw it. Yeah. <laughs> well, if we're going to do that, about, can we talk about, about the Oklahoma City uh, game?
0: Because
3: I went to it. How about that Nate Robinson, man? He, you talked about yeah. it on last week's show. I know. We could keep talking about <laughs> <laughs> it. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what he saw. <laughs> I went to a game and... He's uh... got to stay in my lane. <laughs> so
2: this oh, is yeah. This is just the segment where Ross usually is like, I'll let you guys take this. <laughs>
1: yeah, we'll tune that. But I mean, pairing pairing where the Nuggets are—they're five hundred. They're heading to play the you know the Blazers, who I think have only lost ten games this year. They're having an outstanding season. Coupled with the Gallinari news, like what should, where should the Nuggets go from here? You're twenty and twenty. You're you know your second leading score from last season is not coming back. What do I, you do?
3: I think you just keep hoping that the Knicks keep playing as poorly as they have been and. Yeah. And whatever happens with your season, well, who cares?
2: Well, it's it's hard. I mean, the the Nuggets um, went into the season with the intent on remaining competitive and not, you know, quote-unquote tanking.
1: Well, the funny thing is, like, so. people, people, when they see an NBA season, like, if they know that you don't have hope to win the championship, it's almost like baseball where they're like, well, why don't you just – trade everything you have that's good, you know? And it's like in basketball, you can't really – you can't do that. You can't – It's
2: hard to do in basketball.
1: Well, it's hard to do, but it's also stupid. I mean, think about it. If you put – this is easy to say, but if you put LeBron James on this Nuggets team or Kevin Durant, one of the premier players in the league – and you had them surrounded by Ty Lawson, Galvin. Then they're a serious title Chandler. contender. Yeah, I mean, th- this team has everything except a star. And in the NBA, you kind of have to wait around. But there are Oklahoma- only
3: like three or four teams with a legitimate star. Yeah. Right. Is That's Oklahoma City problem.
0: this year a title contender?
1: Yes. Well,
0: they're always no a question. title contender with the Durant. I think
3: contender. so because the Heat have been playing just god awful defense recently. Yeah, I mean, they're been- losing to teams they have no business losing to. I think the last five games, they're giving up something like 124 points per game. What? Come on, basketball. Because they don't have to, because it doesn't matter, because it's. Mid January, you know. Remember the Lakers? Panic always sets in with this team at one point or another.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, they've lost two straight. What do we think of this? Remember the Lakers of the early two thousands would like take games off. I mean, just like they would go through the middle of the season. Yeah, usually <laughs> when they
0: came to Denver, yeah, I'm like uh, <laughs> we don't really care about this. Jordan right? used to do it too. Oh, Jordan's not
2: playing. Damn it! Yeah,
3: he used to take
2: that. You know, and then because his, I mean, Jordan's record in Denver was awful.
3: That seventy two I mean. win Bulls team lost in Denver. Yep. I was at that game and I cried because I was a bigger Jordan fan then a Nuggets <laughs> fan, I was like so Nate was at that game
1: too. I was up in the rafters. We were hanging Brett. out. Oh, I was on.
3: I was on the court side. <laughs> I was, so it's, I was babysitting. No. Mario,
1: <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the rafters, paid for my. Uh, no, I didn't pay for my own ticket actually.
2: I, I was, was washing s- cars
1: back then. But so I mean, what do you do? Like you can't you know the nuggets are obviously not going to trade away Ty Lawson that's really the only thing that would make them a horrific team that could be as bad as some of the poor ones but you know when you're in the middle of the road in the nba you just have to kind of be patient i think and just you know you want to build your team up get the system in place get everybody playing as as well as they can and be in a position to hopefully have you know either your team really come together or maybe you get a draft pick maybe you get lucky on a trade or a free agent that happens but you can't sell off all your assets and you know i just don't think Denver would go that route i think it would be stupid to go that route when the team is you know at least a 500 team right now that's not bad in the nba
3: but don't you think what happened with Andre Iguodala might scare them away like the same reason the rockies won't go for a good free agent pitcher because of uh god the, who is that the pitcher that came in here they Hampton spent all the money and Nagel. On, yeah Hampton and Nagel it's i i see it being something like that you know iguodala comes in here was effective but not to the point they wanted him to be and then just up and left, and then you get the conspiracy theories about how he helped Golden State beat the Nuggets last year, and he became, you know, public enemy number one to Nuggets fans. If anything so, hurts that... the
0: Nuggets, it's it's probably. I mean, Iguodala doesn't help, but there was a whole other era before him that probably hurts the Nuggets even more from that respect. With when you're talking about Carmelo Anthony, right? And,
2: and... But, I mean,
1: did anyone ever have we ever come into a season with the Nuggets where it's like? They're title contenders. They're going to probably win it
2: this year. 2009, 2010.
1: Did you think that they were going to win it that oh, year? Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, that was, that was the that closest. That was before the legal weed shops were open. Yeah, that was the closest hmm. the Nuggets have if They could ever... just inbound the ball. Remember the hype surrounding the Nuggets coming into the 2009-2010 ni- season?
1: But were they the consensus favorite? The no, NBA they weren't
2: like... the consensus favorite, but they were a very big favorite in the Western Conference. And remember, they were number two in the conference or number one in the conference, all the way up to when George Carl got sick that year. And that's... I mean, how much respect they were getting. They were on national television
1: all the time. So we've had one team in the past 10 to 15 years where yep. you felt like these guys could make some serious noise. Yep. So why weren't people saying that they should tank these other, you know, 9, 14 years, something like that? Like now the story is, oh, they should tank. Why? Because they're not going to the championship?
2: Well, because tanking, is, um, tanking, I think, is a lazy, lazy narrative for people. I think more it's more on the line of rebuilding and rebuilding yeah. is more yeah, tanking
0: of tanking implies that like it's a choice that is made. Yeah. As, as opposed to just what's gonna happen because of the talent that is available.
2: Yeah. Well and
3: even though they weren't like a consensus pig to make a legit title run, everyone was kind of holding on to the fact, at least in recent years, that they would be like the Detroit Pistons team that every, every team that doesn't have a superstar wants to be like now. It's like they didn't have one phenomenal player that stood up above the rest they just had someone that was good at everything and everybody played their role and they played it very well and i think in today's nba you can't win a championship like that you need some sort of a star but there are still teams that want to hold on to that and i think that is what the nuggets were going for they never had a guy post mellow that could just take over a game and was their bona fide superstar It had to be a different guy every night and that 's what at least I know the fans and myself as a fan was holding on to that they would be able to duplicate a piston like season
1: so are these nuggets right now or do you guys think that they're closer to getting the number one pick or would they be closer to stumbling upon a player that could take them to another level? I
3: think they're exactly in the middle
1: so if you like so it would be more reasonable to think that maybe they can hit something in free agency or a trade that would really push them. More towards getting back to contention versus tearing the whole thing down. It would have to be a trade. Like, would it be harder for the Nuggets to get a top pick in this draft, or would it be probable that they might be able to make a move in the next year or two to do something? Like, I think it would. I think it would be harder for them to tear this whole thing down than it would to See, keep trying to go forward.
2: I don't think Gallon's going to be out in well into next year. I think he'll be back closer to the beginning of next year. Um, is it? Summer of 2013 all over again. <laughs> yes. And. <laughs> and. Uh, so, I, I uh, talk uh,
0: about him being back in November? That's right, because he <laughs> said it. <laughs> yeah, yeah but November Gallow, Gallow is, Italy lied to is us. like,
2: he's something else. So it's, it's. That's where I, I, I think Gallo will be back sooner rather than later, but I don't think. I don't think the Nuggets are in a position right now to lose enough games to get a big time pick. I think the Knicks will probably either if they don't if they don't make the playoffs they'll get very really close to making the playoffs in the East because the East is dreadful.
3: Yeah, but they're on pace to win like thirty games this season. Yeah, but right they now. keep
2: going through these five, six game winning streaks, you know.
1: But, but I mean the, hey, so are the
0: Nuggets. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But
1: the I mean, the Nuggets have enough like they're not Usually when you tank, it's because your team is already in a position where they're not going to win probably 20 games. Yeah. You know, then you kind of do something to kind of ensure that you're going to win. The be Nuggets have won too much. G-
0: Stupid Nuggets.
1: But, I mean, so this team, though, I mean, to me, they're closer to being a contender than they are anything else. They have too much talent and if they could somehow add i don't i don't know who it would be and obviously nobody really does you know you never know if somebody's going to become disgruntled or whatever but what
3: well, can you throw out like a position that maybe they would go after instead of like a specific name
1: maybe a shooting guard or power forward is what you would think because honestly Ty Lawson's the closest thing that they have to an all-star and he's really close to making the all-star team this year i mean he's a good player he's one of the top probably five point guards in the western conference well the nuggets close to if, it.
2: if you're going to have to get a tra- if you're going to go for a trade that's going to get the nuggets something you would have to Potentially include Ty, because that's the Gallo is has no trade value now. I mean, he is going to be gone for an extended period after the, the, how long out with an ACL. So no one's going to take him.
1: There's going to be pretty serious questions, I would think, about his knee coming from other yeah.
2: teams. So I mean, your his value is nothing. You couldn't trade him for anything. So he's going to be on the team. Um, Ty, Fareed, um, you know, your you know, your boy Wilson maybe maybe someone else but i mean the, do the nuggets really have the pieces to get
1: that piece and that's the other thing too right like people are like well if you take the nuggets assets they don't really have these overwhelming assets that you could package through. It would be the same thing as the Knicks. If the Nuggets wanted to trade for somebody like Carmelo, they'd have to give up all the pieces around him, and then you're stuck with a star and nothing around him. And people are like, well, maybe that's an easier way to build a team. Yeah. Like if you, if you did trade, if the Nuggets tank, they would have to trade Ty Lawson. You'd have to trade Ty Lawson. I mean, he's your best player. He's going to win games by himself. You'd have to trade Lawson, Fareed. You'd have to get rid of Chandler, and then you'd be bad enough to tank. But then, is could you get a superstar in the draft? You know, are these college guys even going to be superstars? There's a lot of guys that are having doubts now. But I mean, what do you want to do? If do
2: you three want three have? I think three have come out and said they may not enter the draft. I think it's uh, no, they're they're coming out. Yeah, probably. Out. You uh, yeah, that, if that,
1: you're a top five pick, you come out. If,
2: if if you're projected top five, you're coming out. You you don't if leave money not, on you're the table. You're getting very bad advice from someone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's
1: but there's very there's, bad. There's advice. two routes. It's like if you're in the NBA, the Nuggets now have a team of role players and they're looking to add an alpha. Or you go the other way where you get the alpha like the Knicks ha- thought they had with Carmelo and you try to put pieces around him. Either way is going to be s- extremely difficult to get to the next level. Yeah. The Knicks haven't figured it out and the Nuggets also haven't figured it out. Yeah. Like both of them, you know, took a step. The Nuggets thought they took a step with Iguodala, the Knicks thought that they were going to take a step, you know, in luring a free agent there that didn't happen, but I mean, you're in two places. You either get a star and try to build around him or you have the role players and you try to get the stars. Well, see that's the problem. The nuggets are in
2: this like this nebulous kind of nether region right now where it's you can't really understand where they can go because they are as Mario said, they're like right there in the middle. I mean, so 20 and 20. I mean, you can't get any more middle than that. And so it's like where do you how do you lunge forward or how do you lunge backwards?
1: Would it be 30 you know? and 10 if you put Paul George on the team? Oh, I don't know. Would Maybe. they be 35-5 and five if you had Paul George?
2: Oh. Paul George is pretty damn good.
1: And the Nuggets have pieces around him. I mean, if you pair Ty Lawson with somebody, that's two really, really good players, I think. I don't know. It would be nice crazy? to have
3: a legit scoring threat that Ty could actually distribute to.
1: And defer to yeah, a little bit. Because you've exactly. seen, I mean, Randy Foy has looked outstanding in some of the games. You know, when I he scores 20-plus. I went plus, to that game when he 60. played the
0: Oklahoma City Thunder. I was there, man. I was (laughs) there. I witnessed it. You're like 27 points.
1: Just think. I mean, to me, (laughs) talk about that. He was good, wasn't he? He was good. uh, I just think, to me, it's you know, it's 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 crazy to think that you would tear down completely what you have because you don't even know what you have yet. You have a bunch of guys that are in their early 20s. What do you think
0: the? And you guys spend a lot of time with the Nuggets. What do you think the front office is thinking about this team? Now, you're talking about what do, what do you think? What do the fans think about is it teardown time or make-a-move time? What do you think the Nuggets, front office, and the decision-makers over there think about this team as they are? Do you think that they're just trying to win as many games as they can to put together the best possible
1: season? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So but what's wrong with that? What's they, want wrong to be, just, they want to feel what 's wrong with team. doing that and, and what, and what, maybe what they, they get the to nuggets...
0: forty five wins or maybe they get to fifty and mm-hmm. maybe they get to the playoffs in a 7th or eighth seed and then lose in the first round. Is there anything wrong with that And attitude? How many times
1: did we see the nuggets go into the playoffs as the seventh or eighth seed i mean we 're pretty used to that pretty aren't much we? every year yeah
0: I mean when you think about Except most teams years. most teams in the NBA make it to the playoffs it 's not like you see a lot of times in the NBA that a team is worst and then they due to that tanking they turn it around and become a, a finals type team that's not how it works yet there's this notion out there that that's one that's a tactic that's a strategy you can do you can tank a season to get a high draft pick and then boom now you're back but that's not really the way it works and that's not the way it's worked historically yeah you know? well i looked um, at so something- so why do we expect that now why would anybody any gm worth its merit or
1: any or any front office say, that's our strategy. It just makes no sense because it doesn't work. And I looked at something. I think it was I looked at the top three draft picks from the past 10 years, and the only guy that won a championship as a member of the team that drafted him was Darko Milicic. <laughs> He's a stud, <laughs> which, is,
2: which is ironic. I <laughs> mean, We've it, talked about that. How crazy <laughs> We've is that, we talked about bro? that. Like, so, so, to so, me, the
1: answer isn't in the draft. I think your, your answer is either in and free it's not in tanking. So that
0: means tanking has no value. It's it because really the only reason
2: why you tank is to get a higher draft pick, right? And you know, to be honest with you, I getting a feeling from I getting a feeling I'm getting a feeling from the Nuggets that
0: nice one, Phil Sims.
2: <laughs> <Yes>. The that's <laughs> Bazinga, a, that's an accurate uh, statement. Um, I I get the feeling that they are going to go really heavy into European scouting. You know, trying to go for a. Diamond in the rough, more of a yeah, and, and the more of the players that would be inclined to stay in Denver. So someone like
3: Nikolas Skidishvili, but who could actually play? Who could actually <laughs> play?
2: So think not him, but Dirk Nowitzki.
0: <laughs> they're like they're they're recruiting in countries that aren't even countries yet. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how far ahead of the lower program.
2: upper East Side Latvia they're going.
3: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, when we but when we start talking about what the Nuggets have to accomplish, I mean. Does it matter that they're trying to keep their streak alive of how many straight years they've made it to the playoffs? Or I mean, obviously, some fans, they look at that and they're like, oh, well, that's nice. At least we're giving ourselves a chance because if you don't make the playoffs, you don't have any chance to upset anyone. But it, is it has it just gotten to that point where it's happened so many times we expect that and it's not enough anymore? Or do we need uh, to turn something around, maybe not make the playoffs so fans have a new appreciation where it's like, Oh, maybe we took it for granted and we should be reinterested or does that just drop off fandom completely?
2: In Denver? In Denver. You don't you run a very big risk of missing the playoffs that the fans attend if interest will just crater for a while. Just because it's just that's the way it is with the winter sports specifically, not the Rockies because they don't have any competition. But People don't want to, you know, if the, the team is not gonna, looking like they're going to make the playoffs, they'll spend their money somewhere else, you know, and then no, no one can blame them for that. So, you know, they take a risk uh, in not being competitive with taking a pretty big hit financially, you know. So at, at this point, I mean, I don't blame the Nuggets if they want to stay competitive and, you know, make this playoff streak continue, but at the well, same time. I don't time, think have they missed. have a, a choice. No, they're well, not, I, no, I, I they're don't, don't their that's, that's on the table. Current structure, because they want to be competitive.
0: Because, you know, it doesn't help out. I mean, if you're Tim Connolly, right, and you, and you have decided that you are going to spend the rest of your career with the Nuggets, which I'm sure he has not made that decision, okay? <laughs> and if you are a player on the Nuggets team and you have decided that you're going to spend the rest of your career with the Nuggets, which I'm sure they have not made that decision, then maybe it becomes plausible to tank quote-unquote for a year and miss the playoffs and get a high draft pick but the fact of the matter is is that doesn't help out anybody within the nuggets organization yeah. tanking it doesn't you, it, it doesn't to, help out anybody
1: you don't want to introduce a losing culture <laughs> into your organization at any level you know like you don't want to yeah guys we want you. And, and usually when teams are bad and then they start to get good, like when Cleveland drafted LeBron, when the Nuggets drafted Mellow. How many guys were on the Nuggets team the year before Mellow got here that stayed on the team? See, I Chris think Anderson it was more about Nene, you know. I yeah. think
3: it was more about the new jerseys the Nuggets got there than it was Mellow. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they dropped. They
2: dropped the uh, wine and navy blue and with the. Uh, but you know, actually, it, there's some revisionist history with the uh, with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, that team in 2006 2007 wasn't that terrible they were bad but they weren't that bad they weren't actively tanking and then they happened to get kevin durant at number two that year and through draft luck i mean that was complete luck so it wasn't an active tank job they just happened to get kevin durant which makes everything after that that much easier but there's really been no so, team
1: that has, like, a successful – This, I mean, the word tank has almost lost all meaning. Yeah,
2: yeah that's what I said. It's, like, lazy. It's, like it, – But it's
1: – uh, Like, there's been no success stories of any team that has intentionally tried to lose games. And even when you look at that Spurs team, they didn't intentionally try to – they had injuries. You know, like, they weren't intentionally trying to be bad. And there's been no team that's, you know, intentionally traded away good players, drafted a guy, and then gotten really good within the next two or three years. I mean, it's has there like,
3: ever been a documented time that any team has – Lost on purpose, other than the black Sox black socks in like the 1900s. Uh,
1: you can make some cases for some basketball teams. <laughs> it? Cleveland Indians, like uh,
0: late 80s. Oh, there's that.
1: I think there's like the Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> There's some warriors teams that a guy, you know, they'd be like, ah, he's on IR now. Like there's, there's been some, but yeah, the the Cleveland Indians one of the most famous ones. They had a picture of their owner, I think, where they were taking her clothing off.
2: Yeah, major league. (laughs) That stupid bitch. Um, They actually
3: (laughs) did really
2: well. Those teams. Okay. Did. did. Well, no, it's it's like it's like this. I mean, it's it's a. T- it, like, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. Tanking has lost all meaning, and it's just it's become this all-encompassing term that really doesn't have any...
1: It means nothing. Real, yeah. No, uh,
0: what it is is it means fans, they're so pissed off about how horrible their team is, they try to spin that into, well, we're losing on purpose because we're going to get better next year. Yeah, Andrew It's classic w- denial.
1: Yeah. We get Andrew Wiggins, we're going to win the title <laughs> the next season, you know? This guy that's leading Kansas to this undefeated record. Oh, they're not undefeated. Yeah. Not oh, and he's not that, that well. well. good. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so it's yeah. crazy, man. It's craziness. But it's funny to me that, you know, fans were all gung ho and happy during the George Carl era of just making the playoffs and you didn't ever hear this word tank when you went into seasons not thinking the Nuggets were gonna win the title. the yeah,
0: you know? Nuggets are twenty and twenty. The season is far from lost. Yeah. Far from but, lost. And, and then Gelo in a wasn't week or two from now there could be another four or five game road or win streak that We can all rejoice in. But we we
1: have seen some interesting things Uh, after the Phoenix game. uh, I looked at I'm just looking at the box sheet, and you realize that during the game too that Kenneth Freed was once again benched in the second half, and he played you know some of the third quarter, thirteen minutes. He played a total of twelve something, yeah, under thirteen minutes. And I asked Brian Shaw after the game, I was like, Is Kenneth Freed still feeling some ill effects of that flu that he had, or was it just his bad play? And he's like, Yeah, he wasn't sick. He was just not. Doing what we wanted, he wasn't. He he actually referenced. He said, "Channing Fry, you know, we've played these guys now three times, and Channing Fry was an emphasis in our pregame. Uh, we've played them, you know, two times before this, so we know where Fry does his damage, and you know, basically." Fareed didn't cover him the way that we told him to is basically what he said. And it's like he said that so many times about Kenneth Fareed that it's just a broken record at this point. It's like Fareed's not listening, so I benched him. Fareed's not paying attention, so I benched him. He's not doing this right, so I benched him. And it's like we're starting to see some stink come back into the team where, you know, Brian Shaw cut this rotation down to nine guys. He's now, you know, kind of being forced to play Quincy Miller with injuries to – Darrell Arthur, and then Kenneth Freed's benching made way for Anthony Randolph to come waltzing back into the rotation. So we might see some, you know, some craziness over the next forty games that we saw during that eight-game losing streak that caused, you know, almost a revolt against the coaching staff. So I don't, I don't know what's going to happen, but it's, it's looking crazy,
2: crazy, Crizzle, crazy. crazy
1: crazy but cray cray if ken freed if ken <laughs> well. freed's traded before the deadline i won't be surprised i would not all. be surprised at all
2: now, do
3: you think that's a safe move because he seems to be like if there's one player on this team that fans really associate themselves with it's got to be Fareed. i mean the game that i went to uh when they played the trailblazers he was the last person introduced and that's usually reserved for either the fan favorite or the best player so, it's usually a
0: tie spot,
2: yeah. yeah
3: exactly. And I, and I, and I and
0: remember it's, it's just the dreads. <laughs> it's
2: the dreads.
3: It's, I, I think it's the dreads and the fact that he has these two incisors to the side that look like fangs. <laughs> and, and you just, just put, it, you put those bones. two together, yeah. Would you be just more u- perfect He's a bumps. very pretty man. Pretty. What, do
1: you, what do you think would be more upsetting, trading Fareed or trading Lawson?
3: I would be more upset at trading Lawson, <laughs> but I'm... Bias there because I've been a Lawson fan since he was in North Carolina. I'm a big Tar Heel fan, mm-hmm. so I mean that's the only uh, updated Nuggets jersey I've bought, at, like ever. So I would be disappointed because then I'd need to get a new one to go to games. <laughs> that's but so that's m- m- probably more than anything.
1: Because I think those are those are the two you, you said. Farid's very well associated with the team, and I think Ty's the other guy that right. is, and it's like
3: <laughs> well, and, yeah, and obviously Ty's not a guy right now. You would think that you should trade unless you're gonna tank like what we're <laughs> talking about. Or if you
2: could get uh bubble qu- we got the air quotes around the tank now. <laughs> but right? if we're if we're
3: worried about you know income and from a financial standpoint, and this is always you know an aspect of the game that kind of gets lost in translation, would they be worried about losing fans because let's say you bring in someone that whoever you trade Reed for, let's say he's better than Farid but he's boring to watch. Like, someone that plays like Tim Duncan, but is like a poor man's Tim Duncan. Well,
1: I mean, Darrell Arthur's that guy. Darrell Arthur's not right. an exciting player, but he's a but he, and he gets, yeah, he gets the job player better. than Tyler than but, but what free. I'm saying
3: is, are are they going to lose fans and lose ticket sales because they get rid of free? They're certainly going to lose merchandise. I mean, you see Manimal t-shirts and free
1: jerseys everywhere. Yeah, you'd you'd lose, in the short term, you would lose a lot, I think, because a lot of fans do identify, like, He's he, everybody thinks of Kenneth Farid, you think. What a hard worker. This guy cares more he than He was anybody. the MVP
3: of the rookie sophomore game last year. He <laughs> hit a three.
1: Yeah. <laughs> because he was the
3: only one that was trying. And even the announcers were like, wow, this Farid kid. He just doesn't quit. It's like no one else cares. He's the yes. only one that's trying in this <laughs> <Yeah>. game. <laughs> that's, that's he's boxing like, out and ripping a C off of
2: the
1: rebound.
2: The, and the only time he's ever boxed out. <laughs> and
1: he's the only guy in.
2: <laughs> he's the
1: only guy in the paint, and he's ripping a C. <laughs> yeah, and I think that you know fans would care because they do associate Fareed with this, such a hard worker that it's like, why would you trade a guy that's like. Playing his heart out on the floor, so no, it's it what, doesn't it's what do they, any good. All they
2: see is the flying hair flying through the air, and the dunks, and the dunks, and the blocks. But then when they see that he's just standing there and watching a guy g- like drive literally right by him and hit a hit a hit a wide open layup, shades it, of it, Nene it, all it, over. Yeah, again. and it's like, oh well, uh, that didn't happen. That was someone else. <laughs>
3: he's, he's very he's a very similar player to Nene, except he's more exciting. That's true. Yeah,
2: although Nene had those. Uh, Powerful dunks.
1: Powerful. All right, guys. We've Been we've made. talked this stuff to death. We got the Broncos, Seahawks, Super Bowl. We'll talk about it again next week when Media Day starts. Second
2: Super Bowl preview yeah.
1: episode. <laughs> Super Bowl preview number two. But we should get some we'll probably uh-uh. have some crazy stories from Media Day. I'm sure that's gonna happen this weekend, right? Especially what? with
3: Robin Carlin going down there. Yeah. yeah. I I don't believe they sent her. Why? What made them decide to send Robin to Radio <laughs> Row?
1: Lotum <Lodham> and Adam <laughs> Kinney, a pair in heaven. <laughs>
3: If you're going to talk about covering both ends of the spectrum, they nailed it. <laughs> they've got they've they've
2: got it covered.
1: That'd be a good time though for them. They'll do great stuff. I'm sure they'll get some good sound out of there. So it'd be interesting to see what they come up with. But we've got Broncos Seahawks coming up in two weeks. We'll be talking about that. We'll come back next week. We'll probably talk more Nuggets. Yeah. You guys want to talk abs real fast? <laughs> yeah, abs. Yeah, they did good. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Mario, thanks for joining us, man. We appreciate hey, Mario. it. Mario,
3: always a pleasure. Guys. Check him out Thank you on Twitter.
1: Is it Mile High Mario on? Got Twitter. rid
3: of the underscore finally. Yeah, yeah,
1: man. What a shame. I thought we were in that till we died. Sorry, man. <laughs> no luck. All right, guys. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.